welcome back to another edition of the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is the February 20th game against the Toronto Maple Leafs after a long wait. I find I've been saying that a lot, that we have like these long breaks recently. Um, it's good to, you know, have hockey on again. Yeah. So um, it's after the first period. Nothing really in terms of offense. We got a 0-0 game. Yeah. Um couple things that I noticed um, before anything it's another reverse retro night so maybe we'll break the streak there yeah. um, first thing I want to talk about is just uh, the line combinations so yeah, he seems to be sticking with his uh, Toffoli Deno Gallagher yeah I mean it's weird to me because Toffoli Deno Gallagher's there we've got the untouchable line there Druin Suzuki Anderson and then Tatar draws back into the lineup so we've got Tatar Kotkaniemi and Armia, who's replacing... Which is just insane to say. I mean, I know. like, he just, you know, he's back in the lineup. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that was just a little stint just to shake things up. I, I almost feel as though that wasn't even so much punishing Tatar as an individual, but more yeah, shaking but the team. Apparently he had, a like, a meeting with Claude Julien about his play, and, uh, you know, I, I you know, Claude Julien's obviously, you know, one of the greatest coaches in the NHL, but I find myself... You know, I, and I I can speak for you here too. Where like some of these decisions are kind of questionable in the sense that, you know, in his latest interview he was happy with Deno's play and Deno's production on the ice, but he met with Deno with uh, Tatar and Tatar was a healthy scratch. And you know, I'm not saying Tatar is having a career year, though he's not far off. Right. <laughs> you know, but you know he he's for some reason on the chopping block. Yeah. But... Well, I guess the other thing is that I was saying is maybe it wasn't just a message to Tatar, but to the rest of the team, kind of like, you know, this is what happens when you guys don't all perform. Obviously, he's not like a scapegoat I would choose per se, but, you know, maybe the stars kind of lined up on that where he was having a bit of a slump and Claude Julien wanted to kind of uh, jolt the team awake, yeah. so something shocking. But yeah, no so Perry tonight. Yeah, that was gonna say is so Tatar's playing with Kotkaniemi and Armia, who draws back in properly. Um, Perry's out, and then we have uh, the typical fourth line of Lekkinen, uh Evans, and Byron. So yeah. that's starting. I'm happy we're resting Perry though. It's, yeah, uh, he needed it. We've been yeah. saying that for a few games, and so overall, like it, the lines are slowly starting to look normal again. But, um, yeah, I'm still not a crazy fan of it. And on the defensive side, um, Mete draws back in, which, like, I can already tell the Mussolini's game. Mussolini's back in. <laughs> I can already tell, like, I'm going to have so much more to say about him as this game goes on. He just doesn't look strong right off the get-go. And I don't understand why Kulak is constantly being punished for this guy needing ice time. Yeah, I'm a little, you know, I was expecting a little bit more offense, you know, in the first coming off that break. You know, yeah. we seem to be a little slow. And, you know, again, our breakout isn't looking great. You know, like the, the Leafs are, you know, in our zone deep cycling it. And we just can't seem to get a handle of the puck. And I'm a little bit worried. One player in particular, now that you're mentioning the breakouts, is Jeff Petrie. I had a sequence there that we were saying he had, I think, three tries in a row to get the puck out. And I think, you know, it's this weird thing where he, like, he shovels it with his backhand and he just, he can't get the puck more than three feet. Yeah. I don't know if he's hurt or something, but recently he's just not been up to par. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it goes again where, you know, much like last game, offensively so far, it looks like it's like a, you know, an Anderson show. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be everywhere. He plays very everything. well against Toronto, especially when, like, He's a you know, competitor, that's it. He's just, he's very consistent. Like, I, you know, on games where, you know, 
the team slow, which has been the better part of the last two weeks, he's just always up there. Yeah, he's always firing. It's, it's what you want to see in a guy too. He leads by example, and you know he just he. It's exactly that. He he is very consistent, and I also just find like this is a guy who like. You you want to say you know what you get with him, but like you also don't because you know the baseline of what you're getting. His potential's through the roof. So, I mean, not really much to say. He's already going at it with Muzzin, too. Yeah, well, that's it. We're, I mean, that's we're going to see those battles. That's going to be a rivalry. Yeah, yeah, 100%. God, I can't stand Jake Muzzin. I can't believe no, we I, wanted him at one point. I know, but that's what desperation creates. <laughs> you, you'll sa- you'll settle for anything when you're desperate. Yeah. I mean, again, we, we thought Victor Mete was going to be the next Shane Goss to spear just because he was short and played defense. Like. Yeah. I'm just I I'm already angry seeing him on the ice. It hasn't even been like a, a full period. <laughs> yeah, but a pretty slow period. Not very interesting. Price looks solid. Yep, Price looks like he's playing well. I mean, knock on wood. There we know he doesn't always have the best stats against Toronto. Yeah, he's uh, got the Toronto curse, but, but so know. does everyone this season with uh, you know Matthews's yeah the Matthews show. Honestly, but we'll see. We'll check in with you guys after the second. All right, we're back after the second. It's four uh, two Leafs, so quite an interesting period. Yeah, the the offense kind of blew up there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, should be four three if you ask yeah, me. <laughs> technically, yeah, but we have a uh, you know a goal from Kotkaniemi, beautiful one. Yeah, that, that was, was a great shot. I'm happy goal. to see him get on the board and a point from Tatar. Which yeah, is big. assist from Tatar and Edmonton, yeah. which is nice. And then to a, see. a great goal from Paul Byron. Yeah, almost well right past after. Due. Yeah, yeah, well past due. Yeah, both, you know, Toronto had two very quick goals that period, um, you know, back-to-back. And then, you know, we kind of came right back with it. And, uh, you know, I'm finding the discipline's a bit of an issue, though. It's it's you brutal. Know? I mean, going going to those goals, you're saying Toronto had two quick goals. I mean, Victor Mete should not be taking penalties, first of all, because he can't take half the penalties. They involve, like, like physicality. Can't take a roughing penalty. He can't take a cross-checking penalty. It comes down to high-sticking, tripping, and hooking with him. Yeah. And those are all just lazy plays. It drives me nuts, too, how we just leave Austin Matthews wide open. Well, this is, this is what I was going to get into as well. It's like how you can just let the number one goal scorer in the league He's right just now sitting in the middle just of the standing circle. alone like i understand it's a five on three and like you play your little stupid triangle there which he scored like, five on four though didn't he no that was the oh, five no, was on five, three oh, and then travis left. boyd this yeah. elite sniper travis boyd scored yeah which it, again it doesn't matter though that, like whoever was i don't think dano was on but no it was dano edmondson Dan- and uh i believe weber okay so let marner take the shot exactly you know i mean like, like it, just just like this is just the thing i understand is it was cro- it, prioritized it was, just prioritize yeah. you and know where the puck's going purely based off positioning there price had no chance no it was it was like a it was like a 20 foot pass and it was a beamer like there's yeah, no chance and that guy's not missing i guess yeah. i mean it, let alone his stats this year it's like it's it's been his bread and butter his whole career. He's just he's a goal scorer, and I just can't believe they're letting him take these shots. Like it's you have Toronto on the power play. Like I I would be very okay letting other guys shoot the puck first. Yeah. Let Thornton take his wrist shot. Let you know I don't know if Spets is ever on their power play, but let Spets shoot. Yeah, and even on the five on four there, you know, with that one second left, unfortunately, like, you know, 
we seem to be like, I don't know if it's on purpose or if it, it can't be from the fatigue. We just had time off, but we seem to be playing that collapse defense again. Yeah. It's like bend, not break defense. And it doesn't work for us. No, it doesn't. Because every do that time well we've gotten our shorties, every time that we've, you know, aggressive. actually killed. We, yeah, exactly. We play aggressive and Look, like, we, we're not we've doing seen this for a couple years. We're slowly now. retreating back to price till eventually like we're boxed around them. And then you just whip it to Matthew's top shelf. It's, yeah. And like, we've seen it a couple years now, not even just in the NHL, but in the world juniors. I mean, not so much. I didn't really watch the Olympics when there weren't NHLers, but like uh, aggressive penalty kills, get it done. Like, yeah, you might get exposed one out of every 10, but like the rest of it, if you are just essentially skating at the puck carrier and making them have quick decisions, you're going to have more mistakes. Yeah. You'll get to intercept those passes that lead to breakaways. Well, look, and how like, many how many how many minutes per practice do you think they practice the power play setup? Okay. A good amount, obviously. Yeah. Well, they I would so hope they, so. they obviously they practice special teams and they practice the setup very well. And ideally for that setup is they're allowed to set up. Yeah. Right? So if we allow them to set up, they've done this play a thousand times. Well, that's times. the thing. And like, it, it's you just... It, if you don't allow them to set up... get on the puck fast. That's all yeah, it is. If you it's don't so allow simple. them to set up, it's a novel situation to them. But yeah. if you just collapse and you let them all get into their position and basically it's all muscle memory at that point, mm -hmm. they're going to score. And I'm, I'm completely... I will forgive any power play goal. If let's, you know, let's paint the scenario where... Lekkonen skating towards Morgan Riley as hard as he can as the pucks come into Morgan Riley, and Morgan Riley makes this incredible kind of chip pass to Marner, which leads to uh, you know a passing play where you know if Lekkonen was in position and everything, I'm okay with that because I don't think that'll happen more than once a game, mm -hmm. max. And so you know, like we said, the goal. I just trying to backtrack here. The goal from Kotkaniemi was a great shot. It's good to see to target on the board. Um, and then, you know, with the Leafs getting those two goals, we got our two quick goals. Byron came in, scored quickly. So Tatar and Byron getting on the board, that kind of, you know, maybe settles the critics a little bit and also just kind of lets everyone take a deep breath Byron, out. Byron had a great two periods. Yeah, he yeah. played well. We were saying it over the uh, first intermission off air here, but we were basically just saying, like, if Paul Byron, yeah, and if Paul Byron had the finishing ability... Pro, you know, of like maybe one standard deviation ahead, he'd be a 30 goal scorer. Yeah, the yeah. guy has so many chances. And yeah, I mean, 4 2 after the second, um, 4 3 in my head, because we got to talk about that for a second. So, from what I understand, the puck goes in, the refs call it a goal. So, therefore, they have to find enough proof to disallow the goal. Mm -hmm. So, they go and they review it, and they don't find enough proof. To disallow a goal then toronto challenges for goalie interference prior to the goal so should the refs not have already had seen that footage yeah i don't really understand i don't understand the distinction between no proof of goalie interference and no proof of goalie interference prior to the goal yeah i don't get it it doesn't Very make odd. any sense and Claude julian looked like he was gonna fucking yeah, blow he was gonna, yeah honestly i mean the, the vein on the top of his head yeah I yeah I I just I don't Watch understand. The heart yeah, <laughs> but I I just don't get it. Um, so you know it's Saturday. Yeah, Saturday's our food day. So, so uh, you want to tell the people? <laughs> yeah. So uh, this week we went for a uh, a place that I literally can't not eat less than twice a week at, <laughs> and it's Spice Bros. So this is a kind of like a fast food Chipotle style Indian 
uh, restaurant. Right. I was going to even say myself, I think... Um, kind of like Subway style. That's exactly... I was going to say, they, very they probably quality. took the Subway model and made it the best possible scenario for me. But um, you go ahead, because this is essentially... I would say a good 30% of your total diet. <laughs> yeah, so, so okay. you're, you're going to take this. Let's just put this in the context. Okay. I, I'm not a big spice guy. Okay. Like <laughs> I, I'm not great with heat, but this place, like they have the, they have a huge palette of, of spice. Like you can get it completely mild or like literally like nuclear nine one one to the bathroom <laughs> hot. Okay. So I'm just going to say it now. It accommodates all. It's not like that's crazy spicy Indian, like you're sweating all over the place. Yeah, and it's good but, too because I like a bit more spice. So we'll yeah. have a bit of a range in terms of yeah. what's on the menu. So this place uh, is near and dear in my heart, but, you know, they're a great local branch. They I think they have two or three locations I was going to say, I'm not sure now, how many, but yeah. But what I got and what I usually get um, is the bro bowl. So um, what that basically is is you, you add a few add-ons. So it could be... Uh, spiced potatoes or ten, uh, bas- uh, jasmine rice. Um, then you could add in tandoori chicken or butter chicken or um, this crazy cauliflower mixture they have that just sounds healthy, but it's not. It's really good. <laughs> um, but their potatoes are just like next level. Then you add on all the toppings like the coleslaw, the this crazy amazing sauce they have called Wu-Tangy Mayo. Um, and then like the the uh piece de resistance <laughs> the piece de resistance the cherry on top is the garlic naan yeah okay? this garlic naan oh my god you guys gotta go to this place it's all um, it's all made right on the spot to the garlic naan right yeah they so make like, it right it's in not front like they have it waiting for you like at yeah. maybe like a few other chains. like subway yeah. exactly like it's like you watch them kind of like buttering it up with the garlic yeah butter. but it's not like it, it's it's the subway model but it's like it's a it's a notch above. Like yeah, it, no, that's exactly yeah. what I meant by is they took it and they perfected it. Yeah, right? yeah it's it's so, just it's very fresh food. It's 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 absolutely delicious and like you know I can't go through their whole menu because it's it's just huge, but it's just uh, it's really modern Indian food and it's um, you know they've got kind of like this bro thing going mm-hmm. on. So they got bro bowls. They got it's also one of the rare restaurants I find where I can have it for lunch or dinner and be completely yeah like you know there's breakfast for dinner whatever people like enjoy that and everything but i just mean like it's one of those where it's it's not like getting like subway for dinner yeah you know subway i feel like it's more of a lunch food that's a bit yeah. more of an opinion so, but the bro bowl jesse and i got it um we got spiced potatoes in there tandoori chicken um we got coleslaw carrots cucumbers um and a shitload of wu-tangy mayo yeah uh, garlic naan they also have crazy samosas there and they also have like weirdly enough like the craziest and most beautiful cakes like they have, like red velvet cake they have like the new york cheesecake plus that's if just you delicious. really really like we didn't get that classic today. indian food too they have like the uh mango lassi there they have mango lassi which is good if you're not drink. strong with spice because that'll really help cool down your mouth yeah so it's like basically a cream-based mango drink but it's delicious but they also have frankie rolls which is basically the bro bowl that i got but all rolled up in a giant nan so it's kind of like a sub um but like i said what i got was the bro bowl with garlic nan um you know that's just the go-to and i'm gonna give that an eight on ten okay yeah i think that's i think this is the first time we're gonna have the same number actually i mine was eight on ten as well yeah um you know yeah. it's just it, it's it's an it's incredible food it's uh 
you know, it's not a, you know, it, it's a, it's a rarity on these nights because it's not a, like a hockey food. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it, it's kind of an odd thing, but I was just absolutely craving it today. Um, had to go with it. And, um, you know, the managers and stuff know me so well there. They, uh, you know, offered to give us a $25 gift card to give away to the give away to you guys. Um, you know, they're fans of the podcast. Uh, we're going to tag them on Instagram and just like our last, um, our last, uh, giveaway. Yeah. Which we're going to be announcing on the long format one tomorrow. So we'll be getting in touch also with the winner of the, uh, La Bonquies one and then right away posting the new giveaway. Yeah. So we're going to have a giveaway for you guys basically every week. As long so, as we can. Yeah. Yeah. So, as long as the, uh, you know, the restaurant's up for it. Um, you know, we want to support local businesses. So, uh, check out Spice Bros. They are they have a location on St. Catherine Street, and they also have a location in DDO, and they might have others, but I think those are the two. Yeah, I think there's only two there, like we yeah. said, downtown the West Island. Yeah. Um, okay, other than that, we should probably head back to the game, but we'll catch you guys after the third. <sighs> yeah, here we go again. The fucking Leafs. Right, let's just start. Let's just get the stats I out of the way. I can't even begin to tell you how much I fucking hate this let's, team. Let's I, just get the stats out do you, of the way. Did you here. hate the Leafs more with Mike Babcock or Sheldon Keefe? I don't know. I, I can't even think about that because all Mike Babcock with Mike Babcock. I didn't think I could hate the team more than with that guy when yeah, he would when he was his uh come home Willie. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's gonna cry. His pouty stupid. But I list. think I hate Sheldon Keefe. What kind more. of hockey coach gets Botox? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did he actually? I oh, definitely has Botox. The guy's like 140 and his like head's pulled back like oh, this. God. His, look at his lips. It looks Kyle like he's like Dubas lip is fillers. brutal too. Yeah, well, Kyle Dubas, I've said it from the beginning. Like, this is the problem when you like basically play fantasy hockey in real life, and just like he he doesn't know what he's doing. Like <laughs> every single year, he's got about seven guys on like league minimum contracts that he's he's brought in from the KHL, from Finland, from Sweden because he's paid so much attention to the three, maybe four guys up front. He, I can't wait for Morgan Riley's contract to be due. Imagine when he walks. Yeah. At oh least, the only thing I'll say is at least they scored five goals in the Bell Center, and I didn't have to listen to that goddamn song five times. Yeah. I literally... It's ruined it for me, you, and I you, like Hall and Oates. You know, they ruined it for me. It's a, you know, it's... I'm not even exaggerating. I literally have to block my ears or mute the TV. Like, I, it, it dry, yeah. I've associated them with the Toronto Maple Leafs so bad that literally I almost jump off the balcony every time <laughs> that song comes on. And if, they, if it ran five times, I'd, I'd, I'd absolutely lose it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, now you're saying five. So the end score was five to three. Um, we had a goal from Toffoli, assists from Gallagher, and Romanov. Again, Again I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm not me. crediting that line. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I was going to jump in there and say, like, I, I'm not a fan of this line, okay? T Tatar belongs on that line. It completes it. And we said it last time, they're going to score, okay? Toffoli and Gallagher are going to score. It doesn't mean the line's working. Yeah, it also it, was too little too late. Yeah, it's too little too late. And just, like, in Habs fashion, like... You know, I, I don't know what this break did for us. Like, it just it, we look like the same team as it last It looks weekend. like almost like we, we were coming in fresh again, but in the wrong sense. Like, fresh like we hadn't played hockey. Toronto Toronto got absolutely hammered this week. Yeah. They had, like, three games before this. But it, it almost just feels like Toronto was more, like, in the swing of things. And we kind of were on the outside, kind of like cat playing catch-up. Um, Carey Price was an 8-15. I don't think that's indicative. I no, think we hung him out not. to dry. Jeff Petrie he got, especially. He got, he got stretched spread eagle like twice. Yeah, There's it was no like NHL 21 tap-ins. I mean, on that last goal there, 
Um, you know, Jeff Petrie laid down on Jason Spezza, <laughs> missed the pass, didn't take away the shot. Like, he did nothing. Yeah. It looked like Hal Gill brutal. out there. I just, I can't believe Suzuki, it. I absolutely did not notice. Invisible ice. this game. Um, the two highlights for me, honestly, and like, this is sad. Um, Romanov and Anderson. Uh, Romanov had seven hits. Anderson had nine hits. Yeah. Um, the hits were the highlight. Yeah. You know, we we were battling Paul Byron back. Was, a, was a plus for me too. Paul Byron played well, but I I won't even say it's a plus just because like it didn't result in anything other than like obviously his goal that he scored. But in terms of like result, like it didn't put a fire under yeah. us. It didn't do anything. Before we even jump into the to the review tomorrow, I just want to bring this up. Like on the on local radio uh, TSN six ninety today, um, you know Dan Robertson, who's a uh, you know, I guess we could say a fan of the show. I was going to say a fan, a friend of the podcast. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. we, you know, we've had our interactions. Yeah, we've had our interactions with him. But he's, uh, you know, he, he spoke about Ben Sherrod and how Ben Sherrod was basically saying, uh, you know, how they're, the team's really looking forward to this week off to get their energy back. Okay, well, one, not only did we not see much energy difference yeah, What, do they have today, mono? Yeah, but it's <laughs> like, you know, they had seven days off. And from last Saturday... Not much of an energy difference around the same, maybe a bit more. But what I'm worried about, <laughs> what I'm worried about is that we have 40 games with no more six day breaks. Yeah. Like we, so like, what are we gonna do? I mean, like, we need to sustain some kind of energy. I mean, like, if we can't sustain the energy, you know, like, what are we gonna do? No, I, I know, I, I. We don't have any more March breaks. I can't even think ahead right now because I have just one thing on my mind. I can't even like think this far ahead. I have so much cloud. Why is Victor Mete an NHL <laughs> hockey player? He took two horrible penalties, did nothing for us, yeah. and I just looked at his stats. He was a plus two tonight. I strongly believe, and like this is something that like I, I'm like, you know, I, I, I talk very like matter of fact, and this, this is probably the thing I'm most um passionate about in the nhl if you get a penalty yeah, exactly. and they score that should be a minus yeah because you want to know you want to know why it's that your pisses fault. me off you want to know that pisses me off okay who's a minus arturi lekkinen got two minuses yeah exactly that, while Malmete was in the box that God. pisses me off like you know it it's, just it's, it's ridiculous there's there's two things we talked about in the third period that i i mean we'll go into it probably more than once this year because uh yeah i mean Penalties should be a minus towards the player in the box, and I don't think it should count towards um, players on the ice. I don't think your plus minus should be affected on special teams. It's stupid enough of a stat to begin with. Yeah, it is a bad stat. And the other thing is, this isn't Habs news, but I just want to, this is while I'm ranting at this point, outdoor games should not be official NHL yeah, games. That will it should be exhibitions. The, we'll keep, yeah, we'll go we'll, over it like, tomorrow when we record. Yeah. But those are just two things that are just like completely like in my front focus right now but mainly victor i just i cannot believe victor mete gets paid over you know a million canadian dollars a year to play hockey like yeah. i kid you not defense i could generally... pick someone off the street of montreal <laughs> and they would be a better defenseman than victor mete because like i was saying before he can't take the physical penalties so you already like i know he's not roughing i know he's not cross-checking i know he's not fighting oh god <laughs> <laughs> but i but then you, it's also like i don't think he can high stick because like i don't think he could reach like jake muzzin's chin with his stick so now we're down to hooking spearing and like tripping and it's like it's always tripping with him yeah. when slashing but like 
he's so incredibly bad that it's almost comical because like why are we like imagine brett kulak on the ice i'm not saying brett kulak is like the second coming of bobby orr i'm saying like he's consistent the the difference between kulak and victor mete is so like absurdly large that i don't understand why he's getting put out there i know like if you're and and I and you know how much I like Alexander Romanov. He had a point. He played well tonight. Lots of hits. Had a point. If you're gonna take someone off the ice, take off Romanov because he's the rookie. Just make it a seniority thing at the yeah, most. Exactly. Give him a rest. He'll come back. Don't take out your like, you know, your your seasoned vet at this point, who's gonna actually be useful on the ice. Yeah. Victor Mete is he's so bad (laughs) i have nothing else to say like i i know it's like it's too general but like there's just so many things between like how he like disco points at every single person on the ice instead of just playing his position he can't you know he he leads the league i know this stupid advanced stat of he's the number one nhl player in the league of uh skating the puck over the red line but if you watch him play, he loses he it right after. He skates it over the red line, and dumps it in with no one chasing. Yeah. So it's like congratulations, you're very good at skating in open ice. Like he's so like he's just so useless. I don't yeah. understand what his value is. Yeah. The whole you know jumping off of him. I hate him. Yeah, I know. I hate, <laughs> I hate him. Yeah, but you know, um, jumping off of last week, like it seemed like our entire defensive core just struggled. Like, no one defensively played well. Like, Romanov played pretty good. Um, I'd say Edmondson I'd, I'd and say, Romanov are I'd the only say, two no, that played no, well. I'd say Romanov played well. Like, Romanov played well, but again, he's not in a role right now where it would, you know, move the needle of where our defense is. Yeah. Like, we need that top four to be playing to actually move move that needle because, you know, those are the guys that are playing against the Matthews and Tavares line and you know, the Matthews and Tavares line, you know, kind of point the needle of where Toronto's playing, right? So how Romanov plays doesn't, you know, really, really affect the game when we play the Leafs. But, you know, that top four really struggled. I have a prediction about the Canadiens' defense by the end of the year. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I think Romanov's going to be playing with Petrie. I think Edmondson is going to be playing with Weber. I think Kulak and Sherrod are going to be the third pair. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I th- I, I see it trending that I way. I don't see Sherrod being separated from I just, that. you know what? Sherrod's been a little iffy lately, and I, I think... I mean, we had him on our power rankings. No, no, I, I know. I just mean iffy in terms of, like, situational. Um, And I, I'm saying if he keeps at this pace, it's going to be tough for Claude Julien to keep, I think, with the... Let me rephrase that. With how well Edmondson's playing, and in the event that Romanov moves up, I don't want to see Edmondson get pushed down. Yeah. And I think Edmondson's showing that he can take on more minutes. That's where my vibes at right now with it. But yeah. uh, I think Sherrod's gonna stick with Weber. I I, I just I would I would think I don't it's think likely, but I don't I still think, think Romanov. I you know I had Romanov moving up by the twenty fifth game. I don't really see Romanov moving up this season now. Like I he really really um, it looked like the workload just absolutely tanked him. You know like we were talking about like a you know a Calder player at the beginning of the year. And then just, you know, it looked like the workload just absolutely like crushed him. And then, like, he just dropped off the map for, like, 10 games. You know, a bit more life, you know, after the break. But I don't think he's, he's 
do for more minutes. I can tell like you I, one thing. If he plays with Victor Mete any more games, he's not going to develop into the top four this season. Yeah, That's I, when... <laughs> You know, I, I don't see them not playing Kulak tomorrow. They have to. But, you know, we'll see. Like, but... it, it's, we're playing Ottawa tomorrow, right? Yeah. That's such a big game for us to get our mojo back. Yeah. Like, we need to play well against this garbage team. Like, they, they, they have how many wins this year? Three? Yeah, they have three, two are against Montreal, and Just, this is this is going to be the... This is gonna be the Detroit. Twice, Re- right? Yeah, they beat yeah. us twice. This is this is gonna be the Detroit Red Wings thing from two, uh, like last year all but over again. But the problem again, is where they can only beat us. It's the Detroit Red Wings thing, except we play them nine times. No, I know. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, it's just like I mean, in the sense of like they're gonna lose to everyone but us, and it happens. I, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. also like just going on that. I I'm just realizing it now. That thing of like people scoring their first whatever in the Bell Center. Travis Boyd scored his yeah, first power play goal against the Canadians. We just need to lock it down, and I also feel bad for Carey Price. Yeah, we absolutely, we absolutely hung him out tonight. Like I, you know, I, I'm not this guy that's just gonna, you know, praise Price no matter what. No, he plays shit. He plays. He shit. plays shit. He plays shit. But you know, tonight, like we really just, just, you know, we just laid. Yeah, him out think about there. that save he made, and I forget if it was the first or second period. Yeah, it was. The where it was like save. possibly the save of the year. Yeah, it's we just really like. There was, I could count on like, I couldn't count on two hands, like the amount of times where it's like, where's the D? No, I know. <laughs> There's no one there. The amount of odd man rushes and like just there was out at of least seven two players and like just cross crease passes. It's just yeah. like lock it down. And cross crease passes against like, you know, top five most lethal offense. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, not exactly it's, like it's going across to like it's not like it's the cross liners tomorrow on night against Ottawa. Yeah, like it's it's like, cross creased against a guy who has as many goals as our like point leader as Honestly, points. he has so, more goals than he has games played. Yeah, so it's you know, we can't do that and yeah, it just fucking drives me nuts when we I lose know. this team. I hate them. I know, and this was the first game this year that like I feel like they outplayed us. Yeah, this is you know, we've played them four times now. They're up the series three one. This is the first game where I was watching it. I'm just like, hey, there's the better team tonight, which is just it's heartbreaking because like we had that much time off and like I said last Sunday, there's no chance that we spent any time that week figuring out that Ottawa game. That whole week was preparing for uh, Toronto. Yeah. And we still dropped the ball while Toronto was playing like three games. Yeah. Do you think Jake Allen's in net tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's that. We always seem to bounce back when we have a rough game and then yeah. Allen goes in. But anyway, other than that, I think that basically sums it up. Yeah, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. We have another Between the Whistles. We're playing Ottawa. And then we'll have on Monday morning our uh, weekly recap. Perfect. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.